Hello, welcome back to Trading Punches with Pastor Vic and Shannon Ortiz. Uh, we're delighted to have you guys uh, following us. Yes. <clears throat> so just to recap, you know, we talked a little bit about where we grew up, where we came from. Yes. And um, we ended up our our first, year. Yeah, at our senior year, you know, uh, and explaining the different changes, you know, and that time they started, uh, you know, busing kids into the San Fernando Valley, yes. across the San Fernando Valley into different places. And I've noticing that in Simi Valley, there were more and more Hispanic families coming in and uh, African, uh, uh, black American families coming in, you know. And, yes. Um, so, yeah. Um, but picking up from there, you know, uh, we uh, uh, started, you know, uh, going through life, you yes. know, uh, as we knew it. And... Um, yeah, growing up in a big family, yes. you know, uh, and plus having my mom and dad bringing all these other kids in, like, you know, like children bringing stray, stray dogs or stray animals, you know. Uh, my mom and dad seemed to bring in strays, whether it was cousins, friends of the family or whatever, and um, which I shared a little bit of that <clears throat> our last episode, but um, yes. Yeah, it was it was difficult, you know. I can uh, imagine growing up uh, in a house where hey, where there's a quarter, there's room for somebody to be, you know. So my dad was very, very good about bringing people in and helping wow. uh, other kids, <clears throat> other families out. In that oh aspect. Goodness. That's crazy. So for me, Victor, and as well as our listeners out there. Um, it was my sisters and I, so I didn't grow up like my husband Victor did, uh, where it was always, you know, uh, 10, 12, 15, or sometimes even more staying the night. It wasn't like that at all. Um, it wasn't so much that we were extremely private, even though that there was um, some points of our lives that were private. My mom would allow us to have sleepovers and we would have one friend stay the night and either they went home the next day or they got to stay the night again or I would go and stay the night at my friend's house. But I do recall uh, in our senior year, I actually went to John F. Kennedy and uh, I do recall at that time uh, so many buses coming in and all the different kids uh, from all different nationalities and races. Uh, it's so different now, but back then, everything that we had witnessed, and it was uh, very diverse, it was exciting. And as I said in the first episode, that my favorite food is Mexican food, and still to this day, and here I'm married to a Hispanic man, and I still love Mexican food and love to cook Mexican food. No, my favorite food has always been Italian food. I love pasta. I love, you know, a lasagna and uh, stuffed shells. I've always loved that kind of stuff. Um, so it's kind of funny, you know, I mean, growing up Hispanic, <clears throat> you eat Mexican food all the time. Don't get me wrong, I love Mexican food too, but my favorite food now is, is and it always has been Italian food, you know. Um, I love Italian food, and did your family make Italian food? Well, let's put it this way, we made the Hispanic version of Italian food. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which you know, is how? However moms wanted to make it. 
It's how it got made. Mm. So. Maybe the spaghetti that um, I had for the yeah, first time. Well, when... Yeah, so we take the regular, you know, spaghetti and mm-hmm. meatball with the sauce and all that, you know, with the sauce and the uh, bell peppers, you know. Uh, kind of Italians do it, you know. But no, Ma's made it with uh, ground beef mixed in it with tomato mm. sauce. And it was, it was just very little, different. It was very spicy, you okay. know. So, yeah, it was... A, Everything had a spice to it, you know, so. That sounds uh, good. Uh, I know it's very good, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't Italian, you know, so. Uh, I love Italian food so. as well, and we did have Italian food. Um, we actually had, you name it, we had it. My mom uh, was and is a great cook, and my mother made us dinner every single night, we were the type of family that did sit at the table and all of us ate dinner together. And it was really nice because not only did we have dinner together, but it was just nice just being with the whole family together at the table. And what was really exciting was that my mom, and and I do say my dad, it was actually my stepdad, but it was my stepdad. And you will hear further as we go further down the road about me meeting my real dad. However, my mom and stepdad owned a Jewish deli. And I'm telling you, I had the best sandwiches. I had some of the best pickles. And that is something that I can remember in my childhood was this Jewish deli. And my mom and stepdad also owned a coffee shop. So we had the best pancakes, French toast, hash browns, you name it, we had it. We were very spoiled. And how about you, Victor? We had the best quesadillas in cheese sandwiches because back then they had that government cheese that came in a brown box with the foil around it. Oh, Lord. That oh was better Lord. than Velveeta. I tell you what, anybody knows uh, about that government cheese, you know what I'm talking about. So you had a lot of grilled cheese sandwiches. A lot of quesadillas. A lot of quesadillas. A lot of grilled cheese sandwiches, yeah. Okay. You know, um, but no, I mean, for the most part, you know, I mean, we didn't own no restaurants or anything, but, uh, you know, when you had aunties and grandmas and moms that cooked the way they did, you know, you didn't need to go out to eat. That's you right. Know, uh, you know, we didn't have much, but mom made do with what we had. That's excellent. And as I had said, I could so smell my mother's cooking. Even to this day, I can recall sitting at the table and one of the biggest things that um, was, I guess you would call it a pet peeve, we were not allowed to reach over uh, to grab anything. You had to say, please pass. You had to put your napkin on your lap. You had to use the proper fork, spoon, and knife. And um, we all had to have great table manners. You couldn't just grab whatever you wanted. You couldn't just, you know, pick up the salt and pepper. You couldn't reach over and grab the rolls or biscuits, whatever it was you were going to have. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's kind of funny because uh, 
uh, growing, I don't know. I mean, people have this uh, persona about, you know, Hispanic people that, you know, they just eat like a bunch of uh, uh, scavengers or, you know, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, scavengers? Yeah, you know, they, they just reach over and eat and they okay. talk in and, you know, um, but no, my dad was pretty pretty uh strict. strict on that yeah you want something you ask for it you know um and and he he asked the questions you know about school went down the line each and every one of us oh that's you know, great um that was only kind of it was not you know uh uh yeah people people look at hispanics like they used to call the indian savages you know that you know there was just a free-for-all at the table that's not how it was in our house um wow. Yeah, my dad had a had a tight lid on that, and uh, even the cousins or the friends that were staying. I mean, we had friends that would come and spend the night for or the weekend. It would never go home, you know, because they love being at the house so sure. much, you know. Uh, but you know, back then, kids thrived on discipline. You yes, know, they thrived on uh, 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 sh- structure and sure. you know, being instructed. Nowadays, I don't know. We got to pray for our kids nowadays because they just. They're just out there. Well, I recall a story. You just brought it to my mind. Uh, We were in high school, and my mom and stepdad, uh, actually, let me reverse that. My mother and the man that she was dating at the time had gone to the store. And I was at the house, and I was with my girlfriend Haley and Diana, and we had made a pizza. And we decided we were going to eat all the cheese off and throw the crust in the trash. And my mother had come home and she had asked what we made and I told her. And she was throwing something away and noticed that the pizza was in the trash. And she had asked me why it was in the trash. And I said, well, we ended up eating the cheese and we threw the crust away. And guess what she did? She ended up pulling the crust out of the trash and there was cigarette ashes and all kinds of junk on it because it had been in the trash. My mother was a smoker and so there were ashes on it. And do you know that she sat us down at the kitchen table and she made all three of us eat that pizza? Try that stuff today. Predators today, and you go to jail for child abuse, mm-hmm. you know. But then yet they wanna they wanna put commercials out there and tell you, you know, there's kids and 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 around the world that are starving, you know, and they would they would die to have that crust from the pizza, mm. you know. Yes. You do that stuff nowadays, man. Uh, CPS would be all over you. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Yes. No, there wasn't. There was no throwing no food away in our house either. Wow. Yeah. No. Uh, a little bit we had, my dad worked hard for, what you was served on your plate, you ate it, mm. and if you wanted seconds, you better eat the seconds too, yes. you know, uh, because um, we had family members that <clears throat> had it rougher than we had it, and, you know, relatives, yes. and so, you know, who were we to abuse that, that fact that, okay, so I'm full and uh, I don't want to eat, you know. Yes. No, you're going to eat what's on your plate. And until this day, my brother, one of my brother, my brother Danny, he has a, um, 
he has a hard time when he sits down at the table of feel, feel you know like we're in our 50s you know and and uh, he still feels like he's got to eat everything on that plate so, i know some of your other siblings are like that yeah. as well yeah i have to say my stepdad was a stickler you had to finish your food and for some reason, I honestly felt like he would pick on me more than anyone. And every single time I had leftover peas or green beans, he would force me. He would tell me that I wasn't allowed to leave the table until I ate them. And there was a time that I had been sitting there for hours and I just wanted to leave the table. And so guess what I did? I picked up my glass of milk and I spit all my peas in there. And I thought, oh, I've got it. I finished it, I'm done. And guess what he did? He said, I want you to finish your milk. And as I started to drink the milk, the peas were in the milk. And so he made me eat all the peas. And so that is something that I will never forget. And um, in addition to that, I know that uh, I had said I absolutely enjoyed my mother's cooking. She also baked. So it was the type where you would come home from school and there would be cookies, brownies, whatever, you name it, pies, all kinds of desserts. And she loved to bake and it was awesome because I can say to this day that I definitely inherited that talent and that gift. However, there is something that I wanted to touch base on. I wanted to share with you that through all of this, through the happy times and the times of growing up and having the friends and playing the sports, there was some very dark secrets going on. And I have shared with you as my husband, you know what those dark secrets are. And those dark secrets are in regards to being molested. And the molestation started at the age of five that I can actually remember. I truly believe that it started before that, but I can recall being in kindergarten and I can recall uh, the exact place where it took place the very first time. And I know that you have also shared some deep, dark secrets. <clears throat> yeah, it's interesting because what we don't see behind closed doors, you know, um, growing up and um, like I said before, we always think the grass is greener on the other side. You know, and to hear your story about how young you were and for how many years it took place. But then at the same time, you know, you hear all the good stuff that we've been sharing about our families being so big. And, you know, but from my side of the family, we grew up, um, uh, you know, both sides of the family, uh, mainly my dad's side, you know, a lot of alcoholism, a lot of... Uh, <clears throat> drug use and whatnot. Um, but, you know, growing up, like I said, I'm the youngest of, of uh, four boys and not accounting my adopted brother who's younger than me, but you said you graduated uh, from, you know, uh, 
uh, was it Kennedy or K of G? Uh, uh, John F. John, Kennedy. John F. Kennedy. And uh, but see, I graduated out of Valley High School in Las Vegas. I moved up to Vegas, and I finished my senior year up here in Las Vegas. But uh, uh, and prior to that. Um, which led me, this is what led me down my, uh, my mean streak and violent streak and in and out of jail and doing the things I did because, you know, I had an older brother that, you know, uh, again, coming from a, a family background, uncles and aunts that like to use drugs and drink all the time. And my mom and dad drank all the time. We had parties all the time. And, you know, uh, my brothers, uh, you know, experimented with alcohol and stuff. We all did at a young age. But uh, one of my brothers who was like a protector, who was a, a covering over me, who was uh, always looking out for me, um, liked to drink all the time. And uh, there were a few occasions he came home and uh, drunk. And, <clears throat> you know, even with everybody that lived in the house and the people that stayed with us and stuff, uh, um, he managed to get me to uh, engage uh, in in, uh, in sex acts with his wife. And, um, you know, from that point on, uh, and I didn't know this until I got older, you know, until actually until I met you, that I went and got some counseling and yes. figured out that was the... That was the uh, the root, if yes. you will, to my anger, my betrayal, uh, that I yes. didn't trust people. I, I had no trust for anybody. And, and uh, you know, um, so when we lost my older brother, we moved up here to Vegas. And uh, I just started hitting the streets here in Vegas. I was boxing and, you know, a lot of amateur fights. I was fighting all the time at the showboat, at Bally's and and whatnot, but, um, you know, uh, eventually that anger and that stupidity, you know, um, cost me my freedom, and uh, I ended up in prison. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, you got to take the, the bad with the good, you mm -hmm. know, uh, you, you got you to uh, talk about the good, but, you know, we also have to share, if we want to be transparent, we got to show, share the bad and the ugly, you know, the good, bad, and the ugly uh, of yes. your life. Um, and the yes. reason why we're doing this here is because um, we want we want to be able to help other people yes. that might be struggling in a situation and don't understand or feel like they don't have a way out. You know, yes. that anger and that betrayal and that distrust, you know, led me to, you know, uh, trying to commit suicide uh, a few times, yes. you know? Um, yes. But, you know, God had a different plan for me. Of course. And uh, so we'll get more into that maybe our next episode because <clears throat> I know we're running out of time here a little bit. But uh, uh, so, yeah, you know, I mean, that's something that it's kind of ironic that you and I, that God would bring somebody like you and I together yes. who struggled um with the same background growing up, you yes. know, uh, with the sexual abuse that, that uh, we encountered in our lives. I agree. 
and we will get more further into that in our next episode. And I just wanted to tell our listeners, we apologize that we are filming and uh, we have so many dogs here and our dogs were going crazy for some reason. Uh, we know that a podcast is to be quiet. You were only to hear the speakers. And so we do apologize. We will make our best effort to be filming this without any dogs recording around. This. Yeah, because we're not filming. We're recording. I did say filming. Yeah. I am so sorry. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do our best to do that. Um, to be however, recording. However, we want you guys to also know that you're talking to real people. You're yes. listening to real people. Yes. And we're telling you, we're bearing our true stories, yes, our, our life. We're bearing our hearts to you. Yes. Um, uh, just because it's something God put on our hearts to do. Yes. Uh, because there are people that, that struggle with this in silence. Yes. And know this. What you've been through wasn't your fault. That's right. But you know what? God's got a purpose. There's a That's plan right. for everything. Yes. So um, yes. have have faith in that. Uh, uh, have trust in that. Yes. You know, that, that God's going to turn a situation around for better. Yes. And we want to thank you so much for tuning in to Trading Punches. And we hope that you look forward to our next episode. Thank you for listening. Yes, we'll get more in depth with what we've been sharing tonight. Thank you and have a blessed night.